Welcome to The Pen Garden, your weekly writing productivity podcast, which will help you build a zen writing routine tailored to your lifestyle. I'm your host, Lainey, and you're listening to episode one of our second season, Your Personality. I released this podcast last week, and many of you have listened and shared with your friends. Thank you for giving The Pen Garden a good start. I hope this new season jam-packed with interesting tidbits about how to be a productive writer by knowing your personality, will be useful to you. I can't wait to hear about your new and improved writing routines. Grab a drink if you can and relax. This time is for you. In this episode, I will talk about habits, what they are, how they're different from routines, why it's so hard to change them, and how we can build good ones and discard the ones that don't bring us anything positive. I will share some interesting research around this and some wisdom from people who know a lot about the science of learned behavior. As with the beginning of last season, I want to start with the basics. Do you know the difference between habits and routines? I admit that I used to think they're synonyms, as I've heard them used interchangeably throughout my life. But when I did some research for this episode, I found that this isn't the case. They're two different things. And this is important, because understanding the definitions of those two words can help you create routines that work and foster positive habits. Website Nest Labs says the main difference between habits and routines is how much aware and intentional you are. A habit usually manifests itself as an automatic urge to do something, often triggered by a particular cue. The stronger the connection between the trigger and the habit, the more ingrained the habit is. In contrast, routines require deliberate practice. For example... I have the habit of walking in a bookstore and browsing despite not wanting anything to buy or knowing I have plenty of books to read at home. The cue is the bookstore calling to me and the habit is to listen to its call every single time, no matter what, and go in. Reading, however, is incorporated into my bedtime routine. It's a set of actions which I do in a deliberate order at a specific time, to urge my mind to switch off and prepare for sleep. Neslabs reassures us that with enough time and the right techniques, routines can turn into habits. But humans are often reluctant to change, even if their habits are detrimental. One needs to want to turn a routine into a habit for the process to happen. A study on people's resistance to change asked students to abstain from a habit and record their daily experiences for three weeks. Most of the students found that challenging in many different ways. Some found that they set themselves up for failure by focusing on a big, difficult-to-reach goal. Others self-sabotaged by putting themselves in situations where the cues for their habits were screaming at them and they had to work way harder than the others to resist them. Others found the actual amount of difficulty that a person encounters when implementing a change could be vastly different from the level of difficulty estimated by others, meaning 
The people around you might not understand how difficult it is for you to break a habit or make a habit stick and they might not support you with it as well as they would have. All these barriers make people resistant to change. It can be boiled down to a simple truth. Getting out of our comfort zones is hard work, but it's worth giving it a go. In the end, we strive to improve ourselves. And this is impossible without breaking our bad habits and building good ones on top of the rubble. Now, I'm midway through with all of the cool information I have to share. But before I move on, I wanted to thank everyone who has already listened to the first season of The Pen Garden. You're awesome. The rest of you, you're also awesome. But go binge the other five available episodes. They're packed with useful stuff about personalized writing productivity inspiration about building routines and random interesting facts around all this. And if you want to keep getting my weekly cups of writing joy delivered straight to you, subscribe to the show. Back to the topic of habits, we want to build good ones that stick, right? There's a vast sea of strategies out there online and in self-help books. And if you take one thing from this episode, please take this one. Go and explore. Think about your daily habits and your writing habits and see if there's anything that can be streamlined, that can be improved. Take things in your hands because you owe it to your writer self. To nudge you in a direction, any direction, I want to tell you about author James Clear, who has been my habit go-to inspiration for years. One of the things he suggests is creating identity-based habits instead of goal-based habits. He argues the key to building lasting habits is focusing on creating an identity that reflects your best self because current behaviors are only a reflection of your current self. James's recipe for success only has two steps. Decide the type of person you want to be and prove it to yourself with small wins. So in terms of writing, let's say you want to be a writer who writes every day, no matter what. Your smaller win would be if you sit down and write any words on the page, even if it's just a sentence, but without that looming word count to make it hard to achieve. That type of thinking allows you to celebrate when you reach smaller wins, but consistently thus making the habit stick and actually helping you towards becoming the person that you want to be. Just to illustrate that habits are a force to be reckoned with and also that they can be broken when a more appealing alternative is available, I want to share the findings of a study conducted to examine people's decision-making in spatial organization. Or simply, where they put things around on their desks as they worked on a writing task. The participants were told that the purpose of the study was to copy familiar and unfamiliar symbols as quickly and as accurately as possible, and they were given pens in pen holders to do it. How they interacted with the pens, as the study required them to alternate between them, and how efficient they were at the exercise were the most important things for the study. After a few experiments with the pen holders at different starting places, the study found that humans would organize their space in order to minimize effort or maximize performance. At first, 
individuals were strongly influenced by an object's past history. They maintained the object's original location, despite the fact that this was physically more effort and less time efficient for task completion. Later, they had demonstrated that this bias could be overcome when the physical effort to complete a task was increased. Where the pen was before was a cue that people easily formed a habit after. They just put it in its place. It was easy. They didn't have to think about it. But when they realized the habit was not productive for the quality of their performance, they started putting the pen in the pen holder closer to them. This is how I believe you should tackle your writing habits and your routine, with proactive thought about what can be improved, what can be brought closer to you so you could be more efficient and benefit from the positive outcomes of your practice. So, to summarize, habits are responses to cues. Changing a bad habit is possible if you change the response to the cue. Change is hard, but it is within your reach if you hit the right motivation for you and have the promise of a good reward, like increased efficiency or a feeling of achievement or something very, very tactile, like a piece of chocolate. To help you out on this journey of discovery and change, I will explore your creative motivation in depth in the next episode. Join me next Tuesday to learn what motivates the different MBTI personality types and how you can use that to power your thinking about your creativity and your writing practice. If you have no idea what your MBTI type is, here's some homework for you so you can come prepared to listen next week. Go listen to episode 2 from season 1 where I explain why your personality type is important and how to find it. The show notes for this episode are available, as always, on my website, lanydelarogue.com slash pengarden. That's L-A-I-N-E-Y-D-E-L-A-R-O-Q-U-E dot com, all one word, slash pengarden as one word. I have cited all my sources there so you can go on and continue your own research on the topic. If you like this episode and happen to be listening on a platform that allows reviews, please leave me a review. It helps creators who are starting out, such as myself, let more people know the podcast is enjoyable. Alternatively, come chat with me on the Pengarden Facebook page or tweet me at Lainey De La Rock. I always want to hear what you think about the episodes and especially the content and if there's anything else that you would like me to bring up. If you want to be up to date on Pen Garden News, subscribe to the show and sign up to my newsletter. I promise no spam, only cups of writing joy. Thank you very much for listening everyone, hope you have an awesome week and speak to you soon. <laughs>